It's Monday, August 30th, and we have Libby Lewis of Lewis Cattle Company. There's mask updates and pay as you can at Philly Vegan. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat It, Virginia. My name is Scott Wise, and I'm joined as always by my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. On today's podcast, Libby Lewis of Lewis Cattle Company. Roby, we're going back to the farm. No, we really like a farm lately, don't we? <laughs> Tomato farm, <laughs> farmer focus, and now the the cow farm, as you the cow, cow farm. farmer, the cow oh. farmer, as you like to to call her. She corrected you rather quickly on that, by the way. She did, but I don't understand. It's true. You are a cow farmer. You farm cattle, cows. You put you put a cow seed in the ground and watch it grow. Cow seeds, cow seeds, yep. All those tiny cow seeds get to big cows. Then you have New York strips with bone-ins, which we learn are the best kinds. I'm a bitter little person. Want to know why? Oh, geez. This is a hell of a way to the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to your uplifting hour with Roby Martin. So let's talk, Roby. Why are you a bitter little person? We are not even on the podcasts that are great in the best and worst of style weekly oh my gosh <laughs> i mean i am i am i'm excited when when our podcast gets announced as a top two or top three or whatever you know i'm happy for the people that win but you got to know that these voting things are you know it's you can't put too much too much uh, credence in a lot of these things i feel like especially since you didn't even vote for us because i mean for those of you that haven't been following we've been voted second best podcast in Richmond, according to the readers of Richmond Magazine, for I think four years in a row, second best. Four years, second best. Um, this year, we had like an active effort to recruit some of our listeners to vote for us, and we still came in second. I voted for the first time this year, and Roby announced on the podcast that she failed to vote. Nobody knows what we won or lost, but I just wanted to bring it up because people, we if you like us, can you please tell people that you like us? Ah, what is that Saturday Night Live skit? We're good enough. Yes, Smart Smart Smalley, Stuart Smalley yes. and his daily affirmations. Something happened in this podcast with Libby Lewis that I want to address before we get to the interview because I've been we did this interview a couple of days ago and it's been kind of it's been heavy on my heart um, since we recorded the look on oh your face. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so we're in, so for those of you that don't know the backstory between Roby and I, um, you know we didn't grow up friends. Like I didn't know you growing up. We're both from Virginia. We're you ignored ages. me for like. A year. I wrote for Channel 6 for like a year, and essentially I got one word, thank yous, right. from well, everything I wrote. Thank you. Thank you. Please correct this. Thank you. I'm polite. Thank what you. can I say? Happy Labor Day. Please correct this. <laughs> like, that's what I get. For a whole year! All right, so we've been doing this podcast for two plus years. Oh, God. And things have been going well, I think. Like, we're having fun. We don't get into too many disagreements and too many fights you're so sensitive here comes sensitivity here comes mr sensitivity in the middle of this podcast we're interviewing guys make way libby mr. lewis sensitivity and roby starts to get you know hot and she starts talking like you know fast and, and agitated and she calls me ryan who is my other half by the way guys and the guy was in the other room essentially building a new home she calls while i'm doing a podcast like the loudness of ryan is ridiculous like i don't i cannot figure out how he could be 
I mean, it's like he rides an elephant in our house all day long. So I'm sorry, Scott. I apologize. I'm sure you're no, no, much quieter. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to apologize. No. So Ryan's her fiance, in case you didn't get that. And uh, yeah, so I think we have to talk about like why my why you were looking at me, right? We were talking to each other, but you called me your fiance's name. I told you mm. why. I said, mm. okay, there again. I'm guessing. Okay, no, I guess because we're very fired up because I cannot figure out how. That's just gonna walk down this road, Ryan. I'm sorry. Do you know how to whisper, Scott? done it before yeah not a trait ryan possesses do you know how to perhaps make less noise if somebody is sleeping i've done it before yeah not a trait ryan possesses do you know how to be quiet when somebody is recording a podcast (laughs) i've done that before as well yeah Again, so the frustration builds a little bit because after several years with Ryan, none of these things change. So while I'm trying to hear someone talk, Ryan is in there bowling and I cannot (laughs) handle it. So that is why, anyway. I think we need a few more sponsorships so we can build you a stu- uh, in-home studio. I need to take a couple deep breaths. <laughs> so what I need to do. Okay. Like I've, so completely different topic because thank God. That, that, we beat this is that gonna, I'm gonna have to punch a bird. Um mask updates at yes. Heritage. What do you think about that? So this week, Heritage, we had we had uh, Chef Joe on a couple of weeks ago. Go back and listen to that podcast if you haven't already. And he expressed, you know, his hesitation. Well, first of all, they were very they were very cautious during the COVID, during the beginning of the COVID pandemic. Um, they closed down for a long time and they just recently reopened on Fridays and Saturdays only by reservation. You could still get a seat at the bar, but it's very small groups. This week, after I think they took a two-week little summer vacation, which was well-deserved, they announced that in addition to these small groups they have in the restaurant, they are asking their customers to wear a mask, entering the restaurant, sitting at the table, and only take it off when you're actively eating or drinking. Now, other restaurants may already have this in place, but the intentionality with which they posted that was interesting to me. I'm see, I mean, I've been going out to eat, obviously, um, as things have, well, initially before Delta variant, as things loosened up, and now things are starting to tighten back up again. And you, people feel like, it seems to me, they walk into the restaurant and they're in this bubble. They can just rip off their mask. The second they walk in, they're being protected by some you know, force field. Clearly, we know that's not the case. So it's interesting to me to see Heritage you know, make this announcement, basically. They didn't, I didn't see an announcement about vaccinations with Heritage, as other restaurants like Long Oven has made in the in the last uh, few weeks but i don't know did you have you gone out to eat recently and have you noticed people's mask uh, protocols so it's really it's been interesting for me because we have started to eat outside more um as things and we both Ryan and I are vaccinated and I'll say, and you and I talked about this before we even got on this podcast, the CDC recommends that you get vaccinated and I am for vaccinations. So do not at me. I want everybody to be safe and we're gonna do what the CDC says, but we are still, both Ryan and I are pretty, well, Ryan's kind of loosey goosey, but I'm pretty hefty with my mask. I'm wearing it indoors. I am wearing it when I go into either of the offices of the places I work. 
I am, I know that CBS six is requiring it. I wore it there when I was there on Monday. Um, I am, I'm for long ovens mandate. I think every single restaurant has every right to take care of their employees in any way they see fit. So if Heritage feels that this is a good way to take care of their employees and their employees' children, then I think they should do it. Um, I'm, I'm on board. So I, don't, I know you asked me what I'm seeing, but I'm not even gonna talk about that because people are crazy. I am saying, wear your masks and get your vaccinations. And have your children go back to school? So it's funny you say that. They will be going back uh, right after Labor Day. And my daughter had her high school orientation this week. Whoa! Mind blown. So it was funny. She was she was nervous, cute nervous, Aww. you know. And uh, I think I was thinking in my head, you know, I'm from Richmond. I grew up here. I went to Tucker High School. She's going to a different high school, but I was driving her to orientation and I was thinking she's going to go and try to meet all these friends that, you know, that she's never met before and make new friends in high school. And I'm going to try to avoid the people that I went to high school <laughs> with 30 years ago because they're all there. We all have kids and we're all kind of, none of us move too far from home. So it's kind of like, Ooh, Ooh. And the masks really help with that. And the long hair, it all helps. People, sure. people don't recognize me anymore. It's great. I don't know. I saw a picture of your daughter who's, by the way, I swear she gets prettier and prettier every single second. She, however, does look a lot like you, Scott. You think? Yeah. And you, as your hair gets longer, oh, I feel that's like true. it starts. That's true. Well, my brother was talking about the same thing you just talked about. He, uh, his um, son is going back to school and is going back to school at the same school that we went to high school. And his friends that have stayed in the town that he grew up in also have kids. My brother's child say, is that weird? It's fun to see people again and to realize how this much the same everybody is, you know, as adults, whereas in high school, we kind of think oh, that person's, I can't talk to that person or that person is this, that person. Well, we're all, we're all the same. It's, it's, it's comical to, to think about all the preconceived notions that you had as, as a kid. And looking back, it's, it's all ridiculous. But I will say, fortunately for my daughter, she looks just like her mother, not like me. So while you were very kind to say that, um, it is absolutely not true. What is true is that you, Roby Martin, can order a whole cow delivered to your house. Yes, well, you can also order half and quarter, or you can order certain cuts. And we have Libby Lewis to tell us all about how those cows on that cow farm are raised. Female cow farmer. Is that what we're calling Libby Lewis of Lewis Cattle Farm? Because I feel like that is two things that you don't hear together a lot, Scott. What are your thoughts? Cow farmer. That's not something I've ever heard, I think. Did I put two words together that are not supposed to be together? I don't know. I've heard of cowgirl. Never heard of cow farmer. What should we, we have... call you, Libby Lewis? How would you like to be referred? Yeah, so um, maybe not a cow farmer, but uh, maybe <laughs> more of a um, steward of the land and um, someone dedicating their life now to bringing healthy meat to the families in Virginia. We have Libby Lewis of Lewis Cattle Farm, the steward of the land and someone dedicated to bringing healthy meat to families. Hi Libby, this is the first time we've met and I'm sad that it's virtual because I feel like I, I, I should hug you because I love what you just said. 
Thank you so much. We're, I, I'm really proud of where we've come from and I'm really, really excited to meet both of you guys. Thanks for having me. So where is Lewis Cattle Company? So we're in Augusta County, which is in the Shenandoah Valley. And we sit almost exactly in between Stanton and Lexington. And how much of you sits there? Like, what is the scope of your farm? So it's, it's actually getting ready to get larger. So um, just a little bit of history. My husband grew up on the farm. Um, his parents unfortunately passed away um, in 2013 and 2015. And we started running the farm at that time. But um, the original farm is actually about 500 acres. And my husband and I have purchased uh, about 450 more acres. Um, to really continue to grow and develop the cattle farm um, and to raise the animals correctly, we needed more land to do that. What does raise animals correctly mean to you guys? So to us, it means that we're, we're rotationally grazing the animals. So we you know, move them from field to field um, they have access to water that comes directly from springs. Um, and so um, they're grazing land and we take them off the grass um, in time to let it grow back and we'll move them to another field. They always have access to um, woods to, to get in the shade on days like uh, today. Um, so, you know, it's just a humane, healthy, way to raise animals. Libby, you said this was your husband's parents' farm originally. What is your background like? I mean, are you a, do you have a farm in your life or is this kind of all new for you when you married into this farming family? Yeah, so, so that's what makes it even funnier kind of from the beginning of this. Um, I grew up here in Richmond. Um, I did um, spend a lot of time with my grandmother who lived in Hanover County um, and played on a farm. I didn't really farm, but I'm pretty much a city girl um, that decided about a year and a half ago, we used to sell our cattle um, at about 525 pounds. And I decided about a year and a half ago that I was super frustrated with the food industry and the quality of the meat that you can find in grocery stores and knew that we could do it better. So about a year and a half ago, I started um, a small little side gig that, that my husband humored me with. And um, we've been raising cattle, you know, to, to full weight. Um, and it's been awesome. I mean, I love it. We've come a really long ways, a really long ways in a year and a half. And we're excited. So clarify that for people that don't know what... 525 pounds means to full weight. Like, what does that look like? And what does that translate to, to what you would get typically in a grocery store that isn't what you all do and what right. you do? So um, 525 pounds is probably an animal that is, um, you know, eight to nine months old, um, roughly. Um, and full weight is somewhere around 1100 pounds. Um, but our animals are never standing in mud, 
you know, they're, they're never standing still. We don't give them hormones. We don't give them antibiotics. We don't give steroids. Um, of course, some animals have to get an antibiotic. And if we do have to do that, we, we sell that animal. We don't take that animal to market. Um, so um, there's a huge difference. I mean, you, if you came to our farm, you would never hear an animal bawling and crying, looking for food or not being able to find their mother. Um, they, they stay on their moms uh, for about nine months. Um, and then we'll, we'll move them um, to a different part of the farm. So they're not crying for her. It's a very different process than most commercial beef. So city girl turns farmer on her grandmother's Hanover farm playing farm to cattle you know, God, goddess. There seemed, I think I'm missing a step here because that's a pretty huge leap from playing farm in Hanover to, to where you are now. So walk us through like those intervening years. Like how did you get to where you are now? Yeah, I mean, I went I went from like, you know, shopping at Saks to, um, you know, going out to Greenfront and finding, you know, sturdy steel-toed boots. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I wear, you know, Walmart Wranglers now and yell-toed shoes and hose myself off outside. But I, I absolutely love it. It, it really and truly, John and I both feel like if we could really figure out how to afford to live there, we would. Sounds like the Green Acres show to me. Oh my God, yeah. Zsa Zsa Gabor. <laughs> that was the past me. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, so um, a very, very different um, path than where I am right now. But I worked for, um, most recently, I worked for SunTrust Bank and was director of um, all corporate events for them, you know, company-wide. Um, and so I retired, per se, in 2009 and came home to raise our children. And I started my own company doing large events here in Richmond. Um, but um, just really started getting frustrated with the quality of the meat that we I was seeing in the market and um, watching the way that animals are being raised and what's being added to our food and what is healthy for our children and for ourselves. And so I guess I kind of took that marketing background um, and looked at what we were doing on the farm and knew we were doing it right. And you know that we could provide a healthy option to families. So what were you seeing in the market that frustrated you specifically? What did you see in the market? Well, I think the additives, right, that are in, in our food, um, the hormones that are in our food and what it's doing to our children um, and, and their development um, and getting away from nature um, and wanted to get back to being able to provide that to families, um, you know, to, to raise healthy children, to um, take chemicals out of the equation. Um, and we dry age our meat. Um, so it, it's tender and it tastes better than um, wet aging. And I mean, you can certainly find 
dry aged meat. It's just um, very difficult to find and not readily available or affordable to most families. For people that don't know what dry aging means, because there's dry aging and wet aging, tell yeah. can you tell me about that? Yeah, so we hang our meat um, for about three weeks um, in super cold refrigerators. Um, and so um, it just makes the meat taste better and more tender versus it automatically being vacuum sealed and shipped to grocery stores. Sure, sure. That means the process from when you guys process it to to out to the public is much longer. Correct. 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 About three weeks longer. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so exactly how long you're. But like I'm just saying, from like when you hold it, means that you not only are keeping your cows a little bit longer and treating them a little bit better, but you're also taking care of the meat after it comes from the cow before it gets to where it's going, which I think is really um genius because I do think that it makes the beef taste better or in my head it makes the beef taste better so is there a specific like was there impetus you saw how the cattle was being treated but there's was there something in your life that specifically said to you okay hey we I no longer want hormones or or um RSHT or I'm not even exactly sure if those are the right letters but in our beef yeah, so it's, you know, it's also, it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? So um, I feel for the local farmer um, and we watched the, the, the cattle market, um, gosh, what is that? 2019, pre-COVID. Um, I wanna say in like the winter of 2019, those animals that we used to sell at 525 pounds, which is how my in-laws ran the business. Um, I wanna say it went down to like 86 cents a pound um, at auction. And your local farmer is hemorrhaging at that point. I mean, they're, they're not even coming close to covering their costs. So um, I just thought that we could figure out how to um, provide a better product to the consumer, but also start helping to support farmers um, around us and in our um, county. And um, we have done that. I mean, back uh, last summer, because we hadn't started, you know, a major operation of selling our animals, you know, at full weight. Um, we had to buy some, you know, we were buying from our neighbors. And our, my goal would be is that as we grow, we would be able to support their business as well, not just our farm. Um, because, you know, I, I, our farm manager, which is why I didn't want to be called a farm manager, um, says, you know, food doesn't come from the grocery store. And I, I think we all need to understand that. The reason why the prices went down so much is because of mass produced cattle farms. Is that, is that why the, the, the big, the big cattle farms across the country? Yeah. I mean, they kind of control the market, right? So um, you won't see that price differential in the grocery store. Um, 
but if some of these massive um, processing plants in the Midwest feel like it's getting a little bit too expensive from the local farmer, they just control the market and, and will um, drive that price down, which is, you know, it's why we're losing farms, you know, in the United States. And um, hopefully, you know, the little bit that we're doing will, you know, help support Virginia farmers as well. You mentioned other other cattle farmers. How many like are in your general vicinity? Oh gosh, um, a lot. I mean, it, it is a major industry in Augusta County, um, but many of those farmers are having to take additional jobs to be able to keep their farms. And, um, you know, a lot aren't. You know, I mean, the, the, a lot aren't able to do that. And so they're having to sell um, their animals and sell land that's been in their families for generations. So, um, you know, I think it's important and, and, and I do, you know, I go and I talk to other people to try to help them understand what we're doing and how we're getting it done and help farmers you know, really compete with us so that, um, you know, they're able to keep their farms and, you know, individual farmers are still a reality in our country. You mentioned that you, uh, part of your mission is to help the, the other farmers around you guys. I, I got to, I mean, I realize that your husband's family has been, has been in that, in that land for, you know, a long time. But when you initially went to your, your neighbor farmers and kind of with this idea, what was the initial uh, reception like? It, I imagine it was a lot of questions were being asked. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of funny, right? Because, um, I mean, they've really been getting to know me in the last six years, right? So um, I, I think there was a lot of skepticism um, and uh, a little, um, you know, how's this city girl gonna come in and is she gonna really wanna get her hands and her feet really dirty? Um, but now, um, now we have the huge support of our community. Um, we have been looking into really building um, our own processing facility with the help of our, our community. Um, so it, it's kind of done a complete 180 since we started. What was your sales pitch? How did you win them over? Well, people up uh, in the farming land is kind of the show me. Um, it's not so much a, a pitch. It is um, showing its action. It's um, showing up, taking an interest and, and really just the success that we have had. Um, and that there is another way to do it. You don't have to always follow, um, pardon the pun, the herd of, of selling your animals at auction. Um, you can um, do this yourself. So um, it's been really, it's been really nice and we really have a lot of support. I mean, we even have a one of our neighbors has, um, because of this, has invested in some Wagyu beef. Um, he's right next door to us because he's fascinated and, and has said, you know, and 
two years, can you help me? And of course, of course, I mean, there, there, there's no secret, but it's, it's really exciting, I think, for the area. Um, we donated maybe like 60 pounds to um, Luke's uh, Be Kind RVA. Um, and I'm working with Buchland Cares right now to donate uh, meat to them as well. So, nice. you know, we're, 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 we're interested in, in really feeding Virginia as well. There's no reason, I mean, it kind of brings tears to my eyes, but there's absolutely no reason that anybody in our state and our country should be starving, none. You know, when farmers are having to kill animals because they can't get into a processing plant and people are starving, it's just inexcusable, absolutely inexcusable. And I will, I will make a difference in that. So as a direct consumer, like I, I eat lots, we eat more red meat than I'd like to admit in my house. Where is it that we can find what you are selling? Um, here in Richmond, out yeah. in Augusta County, like where would someone like me or Scott go to, can we purchase it directly from you? We can. So we have a website um, that we have an online store that is expanding. We are offering direct sales to the consumer and it's lewiscattleva.com. And um, we will be starting subscription boxes, which is really exciting. Um, we hope in September, early October. Um, so again, you can just kind of sign up and we'll ship it out to you each month and recipe cards will be in there for it. So, um, and we are slowly moving into a couple of restaurants in the Richmond area, um, but really want to get that direct consumer down first um, and then expand from there. Did you find during last year that the direct to consumer was something that was a big deal for individuals similar to you because of COVID and how everybody wanted to have everything in their home immediately as opposed to going out to get anything? Yeah, so the way we started, um, I mean, there's different USDA protocols. So the way we started was um, with, um, we were selling quarter and halves and holes animals, you know, of, of meat. Um, and direct to consumer, um, but we will be starting um, here in August, really selling smaller quantities. Um, we're able to resell um, now, so we'll have those smaller quantities to be able to offer things like a subscription or, or certain um, cuts of meat directly to you. My household splits a cow with two other couples every year and has done so for the last eight years. I actually, I mean, if you have a, it is a large freezer commitment. I have to be honest to anybody who is listening. So maybe get another one like an auction or something, but it's, I find it's one of the best ways to make me be creative in cooking because it's a little bit more ground beef than most people probably need. But um, I love the whole half cow, quarter cow, whole I don't let who buys a whole cow let's really talk yeah. about this because right. I need to talk about it I mean I I, I always think like wow that y'all eat a lot of beef 
Um, and ironically, you know, I, until I started doing this, I had never bought a quarter half or whole. I mean, how funny is that? But I was one of my first customers as a first timer. Um, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, actually there are a lot of people that buy a whole cow. Um, and again, I, I think a lot of people really like that story. One, it's affordable. Right. I mean, we, we charge $5 and 25 cents a pound. Um, and you get every cut that you can think of. Um, and the longer I've been in it, the longer I've learned how to cut down on the hamburger and what cuts you can get instead of getting so much hamburger meat. And fortunately, now that we're kind of swinging a little bit out of COVID, you can buy freezers again and they're not absurdly expensive, you know, so you can, you can buy a, nice freezer that will hold a half a cow for like $300, which is expensive. But if you have it for years, it, it works out really well. And you know, the taste is totally different, right? Completely different. And it's so much leaner, which I mean, I realized a ton of red meat is like a kind of controversial for whether or not, but we, I mean, it's easier to cook because it's so much leaner. We, we actually ground our short ribs into our ground beef to make it a little less lean, but you know, whatever it is, however that works. But we, um, it takes us the whole year to get through the quarter cow that it's just me and my other half and scott comes over for dinner when we have steaks Very he's shaking rarely. his head but he's been over several times i get the invite steak. once a year basically yeah make sure i don't guy. screw it up <laughs> make sure i don't actually, spill the red wine on the carpet again it's the red wine we're worried about scott for sure um i think it's a great way to um buy organic grass-fed beef um, at that price point that makes total sense for a whole year. I have an ignorant question. Yeah. Ignorant question. When you, when someone buys a whole cow or a half a cow or a quarter <laughs> a cow. A whole cow? Like what? what comes, what arrives at your house exactly? Like what exactly, is everything like cut to cook or do you just have- Just a cow. They just bring the cow in. They, they just tie it to the, the gate. Yeah, the they're gate. like, this is yours. Hello, Bessie. <laughs> like, that's how that goes. You didn't know that? That's exciting, yeah. Yeah, you keep it and pet it for a little bit. That would definitely be really exciting. <laughs> My so, kids would love that. So yeah, so you buy a cow and you're delivering like already, everything's already cut into steaks or it's like a big- It is, it is. So and how many steaks does come a, comes in a whole cow? Well, <laughs> people love to ask that question, but you fill out your own cut sheet, right? And so um, you get to determine how thick you want to cut it. So, you know, where I personally like, like my New York strips and my ribeyes to be about inch and a half thick and my, my fillets about two inch is thick. You may like it an inch thick, you know, like I, I or I, I had somebody call yesterday and order eight sirloins, two and a half inches thick. I'm like, I need to go to your house. <laughs> like I'm in this business and I've not had a two and a half. <laughs> How do you even cook that with that? Anyway, I, we're going to whoever that person's house is. I'd like to see that from a visual standpoint too. So you get a little bit of everything, Scott. You know, you 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 definitely get the New York strips and the ribeyes and the tenderloin. Some people would rather have like a tomahawk, you know, so you have the bone with the, with the New York strip on one side and the filet on the other. Um, London broil, and it's so good. Um, because our meat's so tender. Um, 
so but everything's arriving individually like shrink wrapped and you just it throw is. it in the freezer vacuum, or is it, it doesn't come frozen or does it, it come does frozen come, it does okay. Okay. um so they flash freeze it so it comes vacuum sealed it's frozen quickly um and yeah just delivered and it goes straight into your uh and it lasts you the whole year roby a quarter cow a quarter cow so let's do the math here so if you have 1125 Yes, math it is. If you have 1,125 pound cow, a quarter cow is 281 pounds. So we get that. Yes. So you are looking at not terribly expensive for multiple steaks, multiple ground beefs, multiple everything for the entire year. Yes. So it's actually a really great deal. It is a great deal, but I, I, I don't want anybody to think that they really get 280 pounds, right? So Sure, sure, sure. But I just as a as a round numbers, let's go round numbers there. But yeah, yeah. So I would say a quarter cow. Um, I would say you're probably going to end up with around 150, 125, 150 pounds. So 500 cheeseburgers for the year, basically. Yes, <laughs> actually, yes. That's a lot of cheeseburgers. Or, ta or tacos or meatloaf or hamburger yeah. helper, however you like your stuff. Or you could do what, meatballs. I do a lot of meatballs. But yes, so assume if it's $5 a pound or how you guys do it, I mean, that's $750 for the entire year, every piece of meat you're going to buy. Yeah, and I mean, like if you guys have been to the grocery store recently, right? I mean, sure. meat is expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can determine to cut down on that hamburger meat, right? You can get five chuck roasts, right? That you can make pot roast or, you know, slow, slow braise it in your, in your crock pot, tacos with it. I mean, there's, there's so many options of ways to cut meat, um, to cut down on how much hamburger, you know, an eye round roast, delicious, um, the short ribs you you make your burgers better <laughs> well i love a short rib i also like slow cooking them but it just made more sense for us just to put them in there because my other half really likes a burger so we're like have it yeah and like a brisket right i mean that oh. can easily cost you know 60 65 dollars just for one half of a brisket and you're getting that for you know five dollars and 25 cents so uh, you know if if you are willing to put invest in this and for a quarter you really don't even need that big of a freezer right it it, it packs very nicely the way that it's packaged i want to leave the math on the side for a second and i want to <laughs> talk a little bit about i want to get this oh, question come on in. i want to get this question in before we wrap up you mentioned that you were at SunTrust, uh kind of executive level corporate level stuff um, was your husband working on the farm at the time or was he in Richmond doing non-farm related things is my first yeah. question. He's here in Richmond doing non-farm related things. He would like to be at the farm. So I was going to ask you, what was his reaction? I mean, obviously he saw his parents, you know, he grew up on the farm. He saw his parents succeed and struggle and go, go through all the things. What was his reaction when you came to him and said, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to go over your family's farm and, and do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his first thing was, no, you don't. You're going to get tired of it. You know, you're going to, um, you know, do this for like a month and then you're going to quit because you're not going to like the the farming aspect of it. 
Um, and really after about six weeks, I'd say, I came to him and I had found a refrigerated truck <laughs> that I wanted, <laughs> which is hilarious, right? So um, I actually drive this big box refrigerated truck um, and I've, I've had it wrapped in our um, logo. Um, and here we are, you know, 16, 17 months later, and I'm diving deeper and deeper into it. So he's stunned. Some people bought a puppy during the pandemic. Maybe <laughs> over here, just, you know, she bought the farm, which is probably not the right so thing to awesome. say, but that's what she did. I bought a meat truck. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, why, well, we all have our things and I like a refrigerator truck. I think that could be fun. <laughs> like, I'm with you, Libby. That sounds like a great purchase. I should walk outside so y'all can see it. <laughs> it sits in my driveway in my West End Richmond house. Oh, that's, the a neighbors good, that's good advertisement. The neighbors think that it looks cool, Ryan. Like temperature cool. Ryan. <laughs> they, 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 call me Ryan. I did. I just called whoa, him my other last name. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I did, and only because Wait I can hear him. Wait a second, Libby. We need a moment here. Ryan. Yes, that is, my, sorry, that's my other half's name and he's in there making a ton of noise. Can you hear him? We can't, but all right. Yes, two dogs in our house and Ryan is running around right now in the back of the, anyway, I'm glad that your husband is doing something other than farm. I would like my husband to be doing something other than what he's doing right now. Anyway, I wanna know for everybody who eats meat but is not super familiar with the cow, what is your favorite cut so my favorite cut is actually the new york strip i love it i love the taste of it i love the texture of it, it it's definitely um, my favorite and and the great thing about when you purchase you can order it with the bone in so it's still on the bone and that just makes it so delicious really really changes the taste how about the bone insulation for your new york strip i love it you're listening to libby lewis roby martin and scott wise on edith virginia thank you guys so i'm still just fascinated about this notion about having a whole cow delivered to my house I have to How move some, have to move some ice cream around because <laughs> pretty much just ice cream and frozen pizzas. I, I bet it is. You got pizza rolls, you got ice cream, you got those little baby corn dogs, and soon you can have a whole cow in there. I feel seen. <laughs> we do it. As I told you, um, my other half, who currently is not here slamming around the house, um, we, we get a little bit of a, a cow each year. It actually it works out really, really nicely. Somehow we managed to finish it as we are getting ready to get another one. I think this will be, yeah, this will be our 10th year. Beautiful. We will have uh, links to Libby Lewis's Lewis Cattle Company in our podcast notes and on our website at WTBR.com. Roby, as a parent, uh, there are moments in the life of a parent that make you extra proud of your child, whether your child's an athlete and they hit the home run or win the swim meet whether you're uh, a straight A student and they get their 4.0 or the perfect SAT. Those are very proud parental moments. I had a very proud parental moment recently and I wanted to share it with you. 
Oh, I can't wait. Cause you know, even though we haven't known each other for very long, I really do enjoy your children. So hit it. So my son is a, is a rather picky eater as I was as a child. He's, he's very, he's a kind of a plain Jane picky eater. You still are a picky eater. And he and I had a, had a dude's night. My daughter was out with friends and he and I had a dude's night. And I said to him, son, where do you want to eat dinner tonight? And guess what, what he said? Lasia. Oh, shows Lasia. Well done. What did he order? He ordered the chicken tikka masala, of course, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, that's not the point. Like that's like, that's the gateway drug, right? That's, that's yeah, what you oh, get yeah. to the building. He did try some of the chat that uh, we ordered for the table. Oh, nice. So, and Sonny says hello, by the way. I just saw him. We went um, to dinner there last weekend. Uh, the whole, the entirety of Ryan's family. We won't get into that. I have one last thing to cover before I let you go for the weekend. Because we actually are recording on this on Friday because I will be in Colorado on Monday when this comes out. Are you going to see it, fish over Labor Day weekend? Yeah, no. Um, I'm not. Um, I will, however, hi, Jim Hamilton. I'm sorry I'll miss you because we'll be in a different part of Colorado. Have you seen this Philly vegan thing in Manchester, the pay what you can system that's going on? I feel like that that's something that is pretty cool out there. Pay what you can. I like that. Tell me about it. So I guess if you feel like you can't afford to pay for a meal, Philly Vegan is going to allow you to come in and eat for free on, I mean, yeah. So if you are unable to afford it or having financial issues are in some sort of financial trouble, then vegan Philly's all around. You and I will be eating a lot, by the way, on October 1st. Have you heard? Yes, I have heard. <laughs> Why do you sound so despondent? I'm not despondent. I just have to get my belly prepared for all the delicious chili at the VizArts Chili Throwdown. Now, you've judged this before, right? This is a fundraiser for, for the Visual Arts Center of Richmond. You've judged this before. I have judged this before. What yes, is more the than strategy? Once. What is the strategy? This is my first time. So my, I'm curious as to what is the strategy for trying 20 different chilies in one night? It is small bites, <laughs> uh, different spoons and patience. <laughs> That's the best way to go about it. And uh, seriously, it's you just got to dig in because pretty much you're there to one time. Scott, one time we did it and we had someone who, I mean, you should take this very seriously, but we had someone who took it way over and it was like a, just assume that we might as well spend the night there <laughs> discussing all of the chilies. <laughs> so, so it's a bit, it's, it's fun. They have some great vendors this year, I hear that are going, restaurants that are going to be making chili, which I'm really excited about. ZZQ, I think, is going to be a part of the chili throwdown. I think that they have a Cobra burger they're trying to get to do it. So guys, can you just make a chili with that sweet burger meat you got? Um, I don't know. I'm excited. Can we take the chili home if we like it? Will there be to-go chili? Sweet burger meat. I do like that. <laughs> that was so creepy, the way you just said that. I just want you to know. This episode of Eat It, Virgi Eat It Virginia. <laughs> this episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs>
Oh, God, no.